Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Welcome to another episode of The Holodeck is Broken. I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week we watched episodes that aired third and fourth of uh, the original series, uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before, which was the second pilot of the show. It was the second produced, but the third released. And also The Naked Time. Naked Time. (laughs) Which was the fourth episode uh, released and the seventh produced. They aired way, way out of order in the early goings here. Right. Now, The Naked Time takes place in the year 2266, just uh, slightly after the last episode we watched. But Where No Man Has Gone Before takes place in 2265, nearly a year earlier. So we're jumping around in time a little bit. Okay. That's why they're all wearing sweaters. Right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Because I, I actually had, like, my first knee-jerk reaction with the sweater was, oh, it must be winter. Yep. That's what I wrote it down. I was and like, I was like they're in everyone's in the velour uniforms today. <laughs> I, I honestly saw the sweaters and I was like, I mean, fashion comes around and goes around. <laughs> yeah, when you, like when you literally control the temperature of your environment, yeah. like all of it, all Still- of your environment, because the rest of it is deep space. <laughs> Where No Man Has Gone Before aired September 22nd, 1966. And The Naked Time aired the following week, September 29th, 1966. I think both were Mondays. Because they, they aired on Mondays originally. What was the weather like, Mac? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't there, Z. I'm not a time traveler. That we know of. <laughs> We've been over this before. Sorry. And sorry, we Mac. can't go it over go over it again. <laughs> Um, I think we mentioned in the first episode that you can kind of judge the the positive memories of an episode by how much secondary canon mm-hmm. gets uh, produced based on elements of it. Uh, where, where No Man's Gone Before, Gary Mitchell, obviously, because of his friendship with Captain Kirk, anytime there's a prequely story like Teenage Kirk, it's always, hey, Gary, let's go make some mischief. Yeah. They remade this episode as a comic featuring Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto at some point. I have to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm edging. You're edging? I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'll be like, well, oh, there it goes. The crew Listen of the Enterprise went back to Delta Vega in a comic book where they crossed over with the X-Men. And Gary okay, Mitchell... Okay, I'm back interested now. <laughs> okay, yeah, see, I, that was <laughs> where you were going to check out. Yeah. I was like... Buzzer, buzzer. As I described Gary Mitchell's fusing with the Marvel Comics villain Proteus, Laura checked out. She just, Her eyes glazed in the back of her head. I, I want to talk about Gary Mitchell for a second, though. Sure. Like how awful that fucking name is. Awesome. Y'all are in space. Just awful in general. Yeah, people right. named Gary, they're awful. Ugh. My name's not Gary. I know. Reverse snap. Unsnap. Unsnap. Um, but, yeah, Gary Mitchell, in today's, like, pop culture, because we've seen this type of character yeah. so many times, I was just like, yeah, he's going to die. <laughs> because as soon as you introduce introduce a character, kind of after the show's already been started, be like, oh, yes, my good friend. And then they have to explain <laughs> the backstory because they 
this is literally the first time you've seen this person. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I was Lies. like, oh, look, that person in the office who always bakes cupcakes who we've never seen before, <laughs> but they show up for this episode. Oh, yup, they got turned into a vampire. Okay. <laughs> like, But it was produced first. So, right. yeah, so it, it, he could have yeah. been there every week. Yeah, I, mean, I, I Watching the episode, I can see why this was not the first one that they, they released. Yeah. Like, either oh, one yeah. of these, I was not... Like, there, there came a point in the Naked Time, whatever, where Kirk was really getting horny for his ship that I was just like, mm, you're, like, power down. If that had been the first episode, yeah. it would set a tone for the entire show of, like, when is Kirk finally gonna just literally fuck the ship? Okay, but buckle up. Because that's kind of the tone for the rest of Kirk's okay. and see, time. That's what, the, when we got to the Naked Time, I was like, this feels so much more like the original series to yeah. me. Because where No Man Has Gone Before was just wrong, so it makes sense that that was the first pilot and they didn't keep it. second pilot. That, or the second pilot and they didn't keep it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, because it's like, okay, as soon as like we got the red uniform back, like things were looking normal, Sulu was back on the helm, and so I was right. like, yes, this is where everyone's supposed to be. It just felt normal to me mm. once we got to the Naked Time. It also Which was... is sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, like, I actually really liked the episode of The Naked Time. It was alright. It all right. felt... Right. Kind of what I remember the original series was, which was like, it was silly and also the stakes were high. Yeah. It, it, yes. it kind of triggered like my inner food service worker and like also like my my health field worker because like nobody's wearing masks right. nobody's wearing gloves at oh one my. point the dude just like lifts his face flap up and is like and Spock comes in and says we better not contaminate ourselves with anything and he's like I wasn't sniffing my fingers but that is so true though because it's like your security officer that says well we better not contaminate ourselves you're just like do not let on that you contaminated yourself. Just just get your paycheck and go. It would have been so much better had Spock walked in while he had his hand up his mask. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but you know, Spock would have just killed him on sight. That's true. Yeah, that's Spock would have been like, well, you're, you're going to be a danger to the crew. Better to kill you and strange you here. We could have saved ourselves a whole episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The naked time, I think, for better or worse, offers interesting contrasts for the characters. Like, you... Yeah. Like, yeah, Kirk is only capable of an emotional connection with that fucking ship. Right. And that is a through line throughout his entire time as a character. Uh-huh. And Except for that's... possibly Spock, because there definitely seems to be a and little even something. Then, you get to that there. second movie, he's like, yeah, okay, Spock dies, but the ship, the ship's fine. Yeah. Spock but is even like super depressed. Between these two episodes, Spock's character changes quite a bit. Mm. Just an eyebrow shape. Well, eyebrow oh shape alone. God. They were practically the just vertical. <laughs> but like, in Where No Man Has Gone Before, Spock is not so much the logical person. He's like the snarky asshole in that yeah. that one. And this one, it's so much more like like he's still not quite the Spock that you like we that he evolves yeah. into, but he's so much more that he's I don't know if we want to jump to the end, but like Spock at the end, I really appreciated after he had been like yeah. when you see him fighting his emotions and yeah, at, at the end of the next, yeah, th- yeah. that's another example. You definitely get a a picture of who Spock is because in these first episodes and really kind of the general perception of him in, in pop culture is that he just doesn't have emotions. Right, right. And that was never the way Nimoy saw him. He always saw him as somebody who had so much emotions yeah. that it was all he could do to keep them in check. Yeah. yeah. I during during that those scenes whatever where he's like struggling to hold it together. 
I really just wanted him to slap himself across his face and be like, get it together, you needy bitch. He's <laughs> like, I have to do that to myself sometimes. So. What, what, what did you say about that? Okay, yeah. so, and, and this may be way too much information for some people, but I was, Spock in that moment is me during my period. It's screaming, yeah. I am in control of my emotions <laughs> while crying myself hysterically and apologizing. Like, that I'm is, a grown woman. I can't do this. Yeah. So, I mean, Spock was, was every woman in that, in that right. scene. He's all he needed every was the woman. bucket of chocolate ice cream. That's all he needed. And like, I, I know. I was you, like, bro. he should have gone and asked Uhura how to handle, like, right. himself in that moment. Right. He didn't have to suffer alone. He might not realize that was an option. Right, right. right. Like most dudes. I, I doubt, so like, ice that. cream is, like, a huge thing on Vulcan, so he probably didn't grow up knowing right. how to okay, treat Okay, but he could have just, like, gone down to the planet and get some of that ice cream. Mm. Like, fluffy shit. What the, like, what was that? Probably like, styrofoam, but I'm gonna guess they yeah. were trying to make snow? <laughs> right! In an old 60s TV, it kind of looked like ice, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah Maybe. Blurry screen, black and white. You know. All of these episodes were never meant to be seen in high definition. <laughs> right. As you can tell by the the uh, background in right. the, where the No Man Has Gone Before. Yeah, but <laughs> no, no, no. That up and I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, I took a picture in front of one of those backgrounds, yes. like at Walmart in yeah. like the '90s, like with my brother. That's, that's the school yearbook background. That's why. That's that's where the school yearbook companies get it. They just have old '60s TV show backgrounds in their in their storage room. <laughs> also, how did they how did they do the eye effects in uh, like for the people yeah, for Doctor Daner and, and now it's like ah computers you yeah know? like yeah. in some shots you can tell it's like an optical it's just a picture like frozen mm-hmm. and they just cut the the silver parts in right. but there's several parts where he's moving yeah and it is I don't know I they I, did good because you made the comment like that, those. If those are contacts, they had to hurt like hell. They had to hurt like mother... Like, just jamming tinfoil into your eyeballs. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that just looks like he just was like... It's like, Which put a couple made, of sheets of tinfoil in his eyeballs. Good of, luck, Gary Lockwood. Right. Yeah, or maybe, maybe yeah. not necessarily tinfoil, but medical something. grade something. Yeah. Um, because they were be... very mean to actors. Oh, yeah. Like the, I mean, uh, and... the lady who did the Wicked Witch of the West. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, a radiation poisoning, something like that. <laughs> Shatner, uh, DeForest Kelly, and Nimoy had profound tinnitus mm-hmm. most of their lives afterwards because of explosions on the show. Uh, it damaged their hearing to the point where Shatner was so despairing of it that he he was like he was suicidal. It was mm-hmm. the tinnitus uh, was so bad. Yikes! Yeah. 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 So. Uh, no, I I get that. I sometimes like. There's a ringing in my head, like an actual ring. Other people right. hear it. It's not mm. just me. It occasionally gets so bad it causes me migraines. So I can imagine. Of like them, <laughs> I I, sus- I sustained a damage to my to my left ear whatever when I was very young. So mm-hmm. I, I have tinnitus sometimes. Yeah, and that shit's like not. It's not funny. Right. Because, like, I'll be in the middle of a conversation with somebody and like my knees will just buckle because all of a sudden like it's just so overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That shit's not. That's, but there, that's there, no there, joke. there mm-hmm. are treatments and therapies and. He's better yeah, now. Like the other two were now. dead. But yeah. I was put on a medication, and one of the side effects was a ringing in the ears, Ooh. and I didn't know that. And nobody told me, and I didn't bother to read any of the inserts that came with it. But like, I mean, who does that? Exactly. No. So like, I just remember like Live fast, die young. Yeah. I always. When it's really quiet, I always have a very low ringing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's all background. If there's something going on, it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't bother my life. But it got worse. And I was like, oh my god, I'm losing my hearing. And I didn't do anything about it. I should have, I need to go back in time and go see the doctor. And I need to get this fixed. <laughs> and I finally go to the doctor and I'm like so scared. And she's like, oh, it's a side effect of your medication. I'm going to take you off of it. I'm like, 
Really? Thank you. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad there was an easy fix, but that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> let me go through like three panic attacks. Right. Thanks. <laughs> You're gonna let me know anyway. I okay. Sorry to like change gears. Nope. Here, I actually had a, a question. So it, with this, go on. Right, right, <laughs> this this might be more of a literary question, but the mm. the where no man has gone before, mm-hmm. Gary Mitchell, they put the camera on him going back and holding the blonde, not. Not the psychologist, but like just that random one that was hanging on the bridge. Yeah. They like put the camera on it like three times, and yeah. then nothing came from it. And and she yeah. nothing came from her. Yeah. Like yeah. with Baskethead, yeah. she had a name and right. and a yeah. job serving food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but and but name Baskethead. But, but <laughs> little Bob Head there is right. is just standing there. Like, what is she, chief comfort officer? If a man <laughs> feels threatened, he can get a hug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh. This is my comfort blonde. I feel yeah. like I'm missing something. <laughs> Emotional support blonde. Yes. <laughs> it's it's like possible. Can I to... sign up to get one of them? Right. right. We should all. I'm looking at my hair. I'm like, all right, I'm blonde. Okay. But, but you have some agency and you can still comfort people. Right, yeah. That's all this lady does. <laughs> I just assume she's making a very nice paycheck. Not in the future, because there's no money in the Roddenberry in future. That's true. We, we work to better ourselves and the rest of humanity, apparently, for her. Right, so oh. she chose that job? <laughs> yeah, her, she found her calling standing next to William Shatner occasionally. Yeah, I was like, that only sounds good if there was no more bullshit service jobs like that. Right. Like, right. you know? I say that, I really... Do like working at the library. I think that, that, that's something that I would, I would continue to do. I did write in my notes. This blonde lady's job appears to be to just stand to the side of everything else that's happening. Because if you like watch her in the very beginning, she had to move her position on the bridge based on where the action was happening. Yeah. So at one point she was standing just in the frame when something was happening, but then Shatner moved, so she had to move over here. Yes, and yeah. I was like, okay, so she's not allowed to, like, does she have some sort of really specific restraining order? She has to be, like, one <laughs> foot away from she, somebody she at has, all times? She has to be that close to oh, him at all okay. times. It's, it's like the reverse of restraining order. Right. It's an attraction order. You have to stand <laughs> right here next no, to Jim wait. Kirk. I figured it out. Maybe she was trying to get her SAG card. <laughs> where you have to have so many Poor. seconds of film time in a scene yeah. to be she's considered the one an actor, to, not an extra. She's following the camera. She's making yeah. sure she's always in frame. Right. <laughs> or she was Roddenberry's special friend that yeah. Yeah. And there weren't any speaking yeah. roles left. It's like, okay, ladies. You, you, like, you get one line and guaranteed 36 seconds of camera time. She won't be back next week. <laughs> Don't tell Majel, <laughs> who's not my wife, but also don't tell my wife. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Jean, you're such a horn dog, but you were sort of racially enlightened for the time. <laughs> I really thought when they were explaining the ESP or whatever, yeah. that was really great. They're like, ESP, you mean extrasensory perception? <laughs> ESP? Where, where the sensories are extra and they're perceptive? It was 66. We didn't know these things. Not we, myself, because I'm not a time traveler. And can we right. revel for a second how everyone on the ship had an ESP score yeah. in their file? Right. I just like, they tested <laughs> everyone when you went to the academy. I like low-key thought... Right. That... But still, that's weird to do that at the academy. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, it's day two of the academy, Johnson. Have a seat. 
what card am I holding up? <laughs> because right. what it is, is Peter Vankman's lab yep. in Ghostbusters 2, where he's, one, one, oh, yo, you're right. So, where he's just sitting there just, just inviting hot co-eds to come in and, like, guess yep. cards as, like... And he was actually on to something, but then, like, right, pitched the right. experiment because he wanted to flirt with the girl. <laughs> you know. So that's, you know, William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That, that, that's Captain Kirk's ESP <laughs> training clinic down when, in the academy. When they, were, when they were, like, going through the computer or whatever, looking at everybody's ESP levels, I don't know, it just seemed so foolish. Like, it'd be kind of like if your job, like, listed your Myers-Briggs thing. <laughs> oh, like, yes. like yeah. oh, he's an yeah. ENFJ, so mm. he's clearly the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, it might be time to take a break. Do you suffer from any of these symptoms? Silver eyes. Or possibly rain sticks in your hands. (laughs) May I suggest... Fucking the ship. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Four out of five chief comfort officers recommend. What does the fifth one recommend? Pills. Basket (laughs) Yeah. Thatching your hair up into a nice little basket pattern, just changing oh, it up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, that's why the, the the Riley suggested that all women were going to wear their hair loose about the shoulders. We got to talk about Riley here. In yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're in our commercial break. <laughs> if you enjoy our speakings, you should also check out other Party Now Apocalypse Later podcasts, including As the Myth Turns, featuring your cultural interns, Eris and C. Interns, because we're not professional and we're definitely not getting paid. <laughs> Also, at this point, the fourth wall is completely released, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Hooray! <laughs> Check it out at partyapocalypse.com. Back to the episode. Okay, I need to reiterate this. Gary Mitchell is kind of a douchebag, yeah. and also an idiot. Yes. Yep. Even with godlike powers, he makes like this <laughs> fucking salad bar. Yeah, yeah, it makes a salad bar for yeah. the blonde. Like, this is what you like, right? Yeah. I mean, women, I, women equal salad. Yes. I, I would have made you a pot roast, but you should be watching your figure. Tits. God. Can't have like, no fat gods here. And there are like six bushes. There's like no trees. <laughs> And it's just like, here, I made a stone bench for you. Well, and I, enough calories to sustain you for exactly 30 seconds. And that hours. little sparkling fountain that looks like my cat's water fountain in the middle that you just right. sort of drink out like, of. There's, there's always like that one water fountain in like middle school that's broken. And everybody's like, they, they forget it. But every time they go to push it and it's like. <laughs> they're like, that's what that fucking. Yes. What the, like what? I was watching that and I was like, of all the places in the world, you would like try to recreate. Like you're going to throw up, like, the garnishes from the Mazios, <laughs> like, they're, they're... I'm pretty sure most of those plants weren't even, like, necessarily, like, food-bearing. I think right. like, some decorative. of those, like, I'm pretty sure I saw some of those just, like, going down the highway on my way to California one time. Yeah. Like, like, scrub brush. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Um, well, you know, it's not Okay, surprising. to be fair, production-wise, they blew $700,000 on the first pilot. Whoa, dang. In $1960. Well, damn. And so they had to go a little chintzy on the second one. They're like, we'll do a second pilot, but you're getting Shatner and a salad bar. <laughs> and they, they did not have the same. They got a much bigger eyeshadow budget after that because, oh, yeah. like, nobody had the smoky eye in that second pilot. No. Yeah. yeah. No. I just can't. <laughs> With which part? Any of it. Jesus Christ. Uh, you know what? Um, it's early on yet, but I'd, I'd like I'd like to uh, touch on that. How How are you feeling, Z? About yeah, yeah. The you're show new to the whole thing. Um, I really liked the first two episodes. I think, even though I didn't watch Star Trek growing up, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it almost had like a nostalgic feel to it. Oh, sure. Like, even though there's nothing nostalgic about it for me. Yeah. Um, but with these twos, these twos, wow. With these twos. <laughs> with these twos. With, with, with these twos, I was like, well, damn. Um, <laughs> no, like, okay, where no man has gone before, it was all right. It had some potential. I didn't, I feel like they could have gone more with it, but they didn't. Sure. Right. And I honestly tuned out like the last eight minutes of the naked time. And within like four, four minutes in, I was like, this is just the thing. Like, the movie The Thing with Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Um, A little bit yeah. of that, yeah. Less so, horror and more swashbuckling. Yes. Yeah. More, more glisteny swordplay. Also, like, through the whole thing, I just kept making notes. I was like, that's so much cross-contamination. Like, so much cross-contamination. <laughs> like, like, where? Like, wh- what are you? I can't. I can't. I really like watching, whenever I was younger, I used to watch uh, the Sci-Fi Channel. Sure. Because um, it had, like, all those super shitty movies on it. And I, I loved to watch it because they were so bad. So this kind of, I think, is probably where that nostalgia comes in. Yeah. I'm interested to see where else they go, because so far I'm two for four. Yeah, and uh, at this point, they ha- they've, they're they they're really a straight-ahead adventure show. Like, yeah. Star Trek latches onto the pop culture as this big idea show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, it's this positive future for humanity, and we'll, we'll get out through this. And they haven't done the big idea show yet. Right. And I'm looking ahead, it's going to be a few more weeks before we get to anything like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because in this season, we'll get to City on the Edge of Forever, which is going to talk about, you know, Lots of big ideas, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if it's this episode, this season or not, um, where we get the uh, sort of deep dives into racism, but in a sort of mm-hmm. sci-fi setting, they're talking about the issues right. of the '60s mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But I... at this point, they're just cowboys in space, right? Yeah. In in my general, just my my everyday life, I know that I'm I'm a big radical as far as my my politics, my morals and the shit. The devil go. you say. I know, it's a bit surprising. I always thought you just a straight middle yeah, of the road. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> In the event. Uh, <laughs> I I have a hard time watching some shows, especially right. if they're not haven't been made within the last few years. Sure. Um because like friends, I hate friends. I won't watch friends. It's too homophobic. I refuse. Yes. Um I tried to rewatch NCIS, which I watched all the time as a kid, and it's super transphobic in the first really? like oh. four seasons at least. Yeah. Um and so that's really hard for like me to even even episodes that aren't transphobic of NCIS. I just have a hard time I just can't. Yeah. Could you um, remember that character saying that horrible thing last episode? Right. You're like, right. I can't look at you anymore. Yes. <laughs> But this, I haven't gotten really gotten to that point. They've made a couple of comments that are sexist, like the walking freezer unit yeah. comment about Dr. <laughs> yeah. Denner, like Elizabeth or whatever. Yeah. But then, like, he gets crushed by a giant rock. So, like, it's a little right. cathartic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Also, like, I, I thought that was really interesting because there was a moment where he's, like, in a walking freezer unit and mm-hmm. she walks back to, I I don't know if it was, like, her boss, but it was, like, the other doctor, mm-hmm. yeah. the other psychologist, where he looks, he's, like, Yikes. Like, right. he gives yeah. her this look, and she's just like, what an asshole. Like, eye roll. It's all mm-hmm. silent. But there's a shared moment where even the other doctor's like, that guy's a dick. You should do a paper on him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting. You see, like, Kirk has this sort of reputation as this, like, space's greatest horn dog. Yeah, yeah. And in these four episodes, he's pretty restrained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. As all things are. Especially, like, uh, when we watched 
yeah, I guess it was Charlie X when we had a lot with, a lot with Janice in that episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the crew were kind of like, hey, Janice, uh, right, yeah. where are my red and green chunks? I need to eat. Yeah. And uh, yeah. even in The Naked Time, she turns to Spock and is like, he won't let me through the corridor. I'm like, Janice, this happens every week. Right, right. <laughs> this is why you have pepper spray. Right. We spray it on the face and go. In this rewatch, though, uh, and I, I told you this after yeah. we watched it, I have never given Uhura enough credit for being her badass self as I have been giving her in this rewatch. Like, I always knew I liked her and she was cool, but, like, I watched her, was it in The Naked... Yeah, because she wasn't in the Where No Man Is. Yeah, so in The Naked Time, she's trying to get her shit together and she's like, no, like, doctor, uh, Kirk. She's like, it won't respond. And Kirk tried to be all, like, the dude and, like, Mm. jump in. Like, here, let me try. She's like... I've tried it. Like, it's yeah. not working. Let me do I my know job. how to run my station. <laughs> and, then, and then Kirk apologizes. Yes! And it's good. That's why, like, Kirk's a better dude than I gave him credit for. Yeah. Right. Kirk, Kirk has... Kirk kind of yeah. kind of has that, and I know we talked about it last episode. That like cowboy hero kind of feel. Yeah, and I know yeah. that this came out when cowboys were a really. I don't know. He he kind of has that like John Wayne suave. Like I don't need to be a sexy badass because I'm already a sexy badass. <laughs> and I don't need to like you know it, what I mean. It, it goes even beyond <laughs> suave. It's more self assured. Like he doesn't have yeah. anything to prove. There's not yeah, machismo right. coming from him. Like hey, I'll bet the woman. It's like no. I'll, yeah. I'll bet a woman when I'm good and ready, but I've got, <laughs> yeah. I've, got I've got this ship. Yes. And now I know why they call her a she. <laughs> oh my god. Because I had coitus with it. Yes. Because <laughs> I lust after it constantly. Just on me there, there's, you can make an yeah. argument that Kirk is a Byronic hero with that like that brooding unattainable woman. Yeah. If you fall in love with a literal goddamn fucking ship. That's unattainable. <laughs> yeah, there is, I kid you not, in the first Star Trek movie, a 15-minute sequence of Kirk just looking at the Enterprise. I can't wait till we get to the movies. I can't wait till we get to the movies. Thirsty as fuck. Like, and, and, like, there's a meme going around, like, I, 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 need, I need to find somebody who looks at me like Kirk looks at the Enterprise for 20 goddamn minutes in this movie. <laughs> While while he was going on his his little rant or whatever about how much he wants to fuck the ship, I turned I turned to my person who was watching it with me, and I was like, "Do you think that's why the engines aren't working?" <laughs> because he just like he found where the fuel like, <laughs> and he's just <laughs> Captain says, "Mr. Scott, there's too much of your junk in the engines." Uh, but speaking of Scully. I can't walk on a beach with a woman. I only have this ship. Oh, God. For the last time, Captain, (laughs) do not fuck the dilithium crystals. Is is Scotty Scotty called Scotty because he's Scottish? Yeah, pretty much. That's great. Mildly racist. No, that's his name. He's Montgomery Scott. Yeah. Is his last name. Oh, oh, no. oh Yeah, okay. but he's also Scottish. When they wrote him, they n- they named him Scotty. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. It is yeah. also yeah. his last writer name. writer above you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of thirst, so with the naked time, is there, we need to find William Shatner's original contract, because I swear to God, <laughs> like, he has written in his contract every episode, he is contractually obligated 
to reveal some part of yes. the flesh because Bush is fucking rips his shirt off as he comes. Stabs comes him with the hypodermic needle. I was like, you're okay now. And I've seen this episode probably a dozen times over the last twenty five years, and it was only this time where I was like, you couldn't have done that in the neck. Right, right, right. <laughs> we're literally like, roll up your sleeve, Captain. Okay, yeah. you know, like no, rips it off. And now, in the next, those gen, polyester uniforms do not roll up quite good on the uh, the on the. Yeah. But in the next gen, granted it is in the future from here, but yeah. hypospray technology gets better. Dr. Crusher's doing that shit through their uniforms constantly, yeah. like, shh, done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Be I, like, because I'm efficient. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> I, I I wanted to, to kind of flip back to her real quick. There's one part, whatever, where Sulu, like, grabs her up and he's like, I'll protect you, fair maiden. And she right. says, yes! sorry, neither. Yes! <laughs> And like, like, she is like, I am sex positive, and I don't want none of your shit. <laughs> not white, not a maiden. Let me go. Out, and I was just like, there. right there, it's like, oh, I love you. Yeah, you're so my good. favorite. Like, and she was just like, it was like so offhand. It was like so I really casual. Yeah, I yeah. just I can't believe that somebody wrote that line. Like that had I mean, to have been the actress being like, well, here's, here's a little something for y'all. <laughs> songs or whatever over yeah. the speakers like i am constantly singing sea shanties like at work and i don't i don't know why but i do so like i'll be walking down the hallway and somebody's like screaming and yelling about like whatever it is that they want and i'm just like way up she rises and like he's coming oh shit <laughs> just walking down the hallway. i do appreciate how spock shut that shit down he does not play when he's on the bridge yeah. Riley starts went to what was right. going to end up being a very racist limerick, and Spock was like, "Nope, get off!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out. And, and that goes back to the point: like Kirk and Spock are really the two leads on the show, and they're like mm-hmm. they're the most advanced in their career, but they're also the most decent. It's like all yeah. of, uh, everybody like Lieutenant and below who haven't moved on in their career, all the assholes. Like Mitchell, you get the sense that he and Kirk came up together through the academy yeah. and they're peers, mm-hmm. but. Mitchell's two or three ranks down and doesn't have his own ship because Mitchell's a dick. (laughs) And doesn't know how to behave. Yeah, he he can't lead people. If he didn't, you know, get crushed by rocks as a god, he would have been cashiered out of the service in about three weeks anyway. It raises some questions. Like, you have god-level powers and you can't escape a rock. Also, why did a kidney (laughs) shot take him out? Like, Captain Kirk is like, oh, what are the kidneys? And he's like, oh, I've been defeated. Fuck. Because he... (laughs) He espoused religion. And Roddenberry. No. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That, yeah. You want to talk about higher uh, ideals. That is yeah. the one through yeah. line through everything. Because when he's still on the sick bay, like, Mitchell's all like, I have these powers. Like, I could do things. Like, maybe a god could do. The second he brought God into it, Spock and Kirk Kirk's just punch him out. And I was like, oh, so that's what they thought of that. Tell us more, Gene. How do you really feel about it? You are no gods, motherfucker. No gods. And can we talk about Kirk's like bizarre fighting tactics too? He literally <laughs> weird karate chops him on the planet. He's like, yeah. eh, eh, and then murder. Yeah. And he's 
like crawling up the rocks to go find him, and he's just like snaking his way up. Yeah, he's like, well, like he, you know, he's got to get that hip movement in there. Yeah. How else do you know that he's got a booty? Yeah, I, 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 I low key think Shatner invented twerking. <laughs> that that checks out with a lot of what I know. <laughs> we are running a little low on time. Okay. Any last thoughts before we uh, get there? I, I have I have one little thing, yeah. little dumb observation. During while they were trying to sew up, Bones is like closing, and then he gets handed like a fucking blowtorch, <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, and then he's like, why is this man dying? And I was like, because you just used a blowtorch on him. Okay, I legit thought that was some type of like fleshomatic. It's <laughs> probably like, what it was. Like, yeah. like, just like I'll just like just, like squirt some. And let it like it's got like, like laffy taffy or something. It's like yeah. hot hot glue skin. Oh, also That's I thought the I thought. the heat suits or what the the, the suits that they're wearing like oh, in the, the beginning. Kind of? yeah, yeah, like yeah. they look like like they're on a frozen planet, but they look like heat suits made out of like laughing bell cow whatever wrappers. Like, <laughs> I said it was it was made out of the wallpaper at my grandmother's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Anyways, as soon as he took his glove off, I was like, "There's the idiot bomb." <laughs> <laughs> also, like that, that that weird blood thing like dripped upwards. Yeah, yes, like yes. when he put his hand, like I was like, mm, "Y'all, <laughs> figure like shit a, out." <laughs> my my, I think my random observation was it in? I think it was in both episodes. The beepy machine in sick bay oh, that yeah. beeps yeah. at the same tempo. Regardless of your pulse, (laughs) until you die, and then it stops. It's a sensor for how close to death you are. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Maybe everyone needs to have one and then just live in fear for when their machine's going to stop beeping. When when the when Gary Mitchell, whatever, like, makes himself die, how the fuck does that bitch bring himself back? Like, he's dead. Like, like he's he's like, I can do it with my mind. If your mind is dead, like, it's dead. Like, that's it. Like, you... (laughs) You can't, like, undead yourself. If you're dead, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) For half a second, I was like, oh, he's faking. Like, he just turned the machine off or whatever, and now he's faking it. But then then it didn't seem like that's what it seemed like he was actually dead. Right. I'm very confused. I don't know. I just, that was kind of a, yeah. I don't want to say garbage fire, but garbage fire. (laughs) Yeah. Also, we got a lot of good interactions, and that was about it. Right. Was his hair getting grayer the longer the episode went on? Yes. Like on the side? Okay. I thought yeah. so. It was. Cool. Good to know. I have alternate title suggestions. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I only got one for Where No Man Has Gone Before, but did you get that erection? Because there, there's a point where he's asking the doctor, like, did you get their direction when he yes! went? And he oh, slurred the words. I thought that was just me. No. I was like, oh, like, I'm hearing problem. Like, that was my bad. That was everybody. But I was like, I was on my phone through it. Like, I was just, like, scrolling through. I don't know what I was, I was doing. But anyways, I was on my phone. And I heard it. And I had to, like, look up real quick to look at the subtitles. Because I was like, did he just say what I think he <laughs> And then for Naked Time, I've got no dance for you tonight. <laughs> Love, emotion, bad taste. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know why they call it she. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand the titles this time. Like the well, okay, so like okay, where no man has gone before. Like okay, I guess that could be since it was the pilot. It was kind of the the mission statement of the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like men had gone there before because there had been another ship that had. <laughs> so that didn't make sense. But then the naked yeah. time, I didn't get that. Like at all. I still don't get it. Is it because like I, his hand was that many naked years. and then he got I, 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 like, it? Had it lasted an hour, they would have all just my, gotten <laughs> naked. 
my Victorian sensibilities is are, are saying that the naked time is more of a reference to they're letting their innermost mm-hmm. selves out. They've taken off mm-hmm. like their yeah okay their societal you know bullshittery yeah, and that's, that's kind of what they talk like yeah. their their true selves that you would never actually show to another human being because that's a naughty thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I thought of it more of, of the na- their oh, naked yeah. inhibitions, oh, and that's because yeah. that's what I I mean that's one of my alternate titles. I didn't have anything for the first one, but. For the naked time, I put, it's space madness. And then, yes. And then, but the other one was the naked time. Now with 99% less nudity. (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're four episodes in and like the big teaser at the end of the naked time is uh, Spock like on the communicator. It's like nothing we've ever seen before. I'm like, okay, so we're four weeks in. So it's either not a salt vampire <laughs> or a misbehaving god man. Right. By the way, also, we're four episodes in and we've had two episodes about misbehaving, misbehaving god yeah. men. That percentage will stay roughly consistent <laughs> for the rest of the 742 hours we have to watch. Oh, <laughs> they really liked it. They were like, white guys suck. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wait, like, I know that probably won't happen, but, like, what happens when Uhura gets godlike powers? Everyone's happy? Everyone's, you know? Um, she's Uhura. She already has godlike powers. That's right? true. <laughs> she tries to leave the show in season one, and somebody oh. stopped her. Oh, yeah? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Oh, yeah! Uh, yeah, yeah I've heard he, this story. He told her she could not. Yeah. <laughs> And when Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says you cannot do something... You cannot do it. You, you do not do that. Yes. <laughs> he, he couched it in better terms. He did. Like, so many people... Well, he explained you. it better, but that yeah, was really the only thing... like, the children need right. me. She, she was, yeah, she was like, I'm going to leave the show. And his first... You must not. Yeah. And there's then that, there's that great so first story... first of all, what you're not going to do. <laughs> yeah. Is. But, like, there's that great story that Whoopi Goldberg tells, mm-hmm. um, because she has a part in The Next Generation, and oh, yeah. when she talks about that she said that Uhura was one of her idols yeah. growing up because I, I'm pretty sure like the quote that she 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 like she remembers watching Star Trek when she was younger mm-hmm. and calling her mom. She's like, look, mom, there's a black lady on TV and she ain't no secretary. Like, yeah. and so it's that that I'm just like, I love it when it just comes full circle and then yeah. she herself grew up to be on a Star Trek show and it's all happy. Mm-hmm. I love and it. Uhura is awesome. She is, and I'm yeah. watching this yeah. over again. I'm like, I never gave her enough credit, and I was wrong about. She's, she's a badass. She is. She's 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 good. Yep. <laughs> Any other thoughts before we wrap up? The friends? ship has a bowling alley. Who knew? We haven't even seen it yet. You never do. You never what? do. I mean, the, I kind of assumed. There's a fan rendering of what it might look like, <laughs> yeah. and also a theory that he was fucking drunk off his ass and made up a bowling alley. <laughs> okay. I don't think you just make up a bowling alley. I, I think, think you have an actual bowling alley. They have like six rec rooms on that ship. <laughs> one of them's gotta be a bowling alley. <laughs> right. right. One of them's bumper cars. The other one's hot <laughs> golf. You know, it's a regular incredible base on the Enterprise. <laughs> I, I, have, I have two thoughts after this. One, I'm glad to know that ice cream is a, still a thing that exists in the future and in space. That's true. That's true. And two, I am both excited and nervous about the time travel capabilities that they now have access to. Yeah. I, I'm like, they're going to fuck this up so bad. And I'm, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. It's more like a horrified excitement. It's interesting. Time travel. They don't do a lot of time travel stories on this series. They do two and I think two more. And I think that's in like all in this season. Mm. Uh, one is one of the better episodes more well-regarded episodes, City on the Edge of Forever, 
and but it does does not involve this process that they fell ass backwards oh, into in this episode. <laughs> and another one is tomorrow is yesterday. Creepy. And tomorrow that does Wait, no, involve that. There's one other. There's assignment Earth. I could keep going. Yeah, buzz me, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to wrap up the show. Too late. Now we're well, you can't do it for 25 seconds. seconds. Oh, right. Guess we'll just have to wait. I do want to say, though, I do appreciate Z for watching this for the first time ever. <laughs> only because, like, it's not often you kind of get to relive something that you love and appreciate through somebody else's eyes. Gosh. And it's just fun. <laughs> I like it. So thank you for doing this. Yeah. I'm excited. I am liking it so far. Mac, you can talk again. Yay! <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <Buzz>. <laughs> That's already been said. <laughs> okay, uh, next time, your away team will be watching the next two episodes of the original series. The Enemy Within, which is fun if you're into Shatner. Sounds like puberty. <laughs> I that. And then Mud's Women, which I think we're going to have some opinions about. <laughs> That I vividly remember. <laughs> Hookers in space. <laughs> Look, you know, sex is just a commodity. Why can't it be sold? Uh, unfortunately, it's human trafficking, though, at this point. Oh, no, that's bad. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's like, not hookers, that's slavery. Yeah, yeah not, it's not, different. Not, 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 not hookers with agency, but, you know, okay, spa- the adventures of Space Pimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fun note to end on. Yep, <laughs> Space Pimp.